Hi there, and welcome to the Interiors Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Neufeld-Flanagan, expat and interior designer based in Dublin, Ireland. This show is all about informing and inspiring you, homeowners and renters in Ireland, on all things around property, housing, and home, from self-building to choosing flooring. In each episode, we interview industry experts and homeowners to give you practical advice and the motivation to create and elevate your spaces. Welcome back to another episode of the Interiors Podcast. It is kind of that crazy pre-Christmas season, but we have finally squeezed in the time to do a long overdue episode with interior designer Poe McNamee. Welcome, Poe. Delighted to have you here. So obviously we know each other, but one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast is to share a little bit more about how you craft what I call kind of like a effortless elegance or a restrained glamour look that you're known for. And before we dive into some of your amazing projects you've been posting recently on Instagram, uh, I just wanted you to share a little bit more about yourself and, and your background in the interiors industry here. I'm an interior designer for about 15, 20 years at this stage. Um, my background <laughs> is mainly in um, luxury domestic and commercial properties. I have worked for various companies and architectural firms throughout the years on lots of large scale projects. So I suppose from inception all the way through to completion, we would do a lot of restoration work and heritage, um, along with, I suppose, in the commercial projects, um, that would just be whatever, I suppose, very driven by the brand or the client. And when did you set up your own studio? About four and a half years ago, um, I went out on my own. At the time, I felt it was right to do it. And um, I haven't looked back. It's been a wonderful experience and I have a great team now. So we are very fortunate to work on some absolutely gorgeous projects for amazing clients. And it has been, yeah, so far to date, it's been wonderful. Amazing. And what would you say is kind of your your bread and butter? Is it more on the domestic side? Is it commercial? Is it 50-50? It would be more on the domestic side, um, which I absolutely adore. Um, I love working with clients on personal projects with them for their homes. It's such a joy to go on that journey with them and deliver something that they love at the end. Um, and also that they sort of are reflected within. I think that is the ultimate. Lots of restoration as well, which I adore mm. because we have so many Georgian and heritage buildings here. So that is also something that it's really a lovely challenge to bring them back to their former glory, but also modernize, bring in extensions, and I suppose get them to be reused for modern life and families, which is also a gorgeous thing to do. Well, that's where my heart lies too. Luxury residential is where it's at. <laughs> and when it comes to like the restoration work, when clients come to you and they want an extension, do you have architects on your team? Do you collaborate with other architects? Do you do the interior architecture yourself? How does the scope work? Um, I suppose each job is different and different. And sometimes a client may already have a relationship with an architect and they may want to work with them. Um, we do have an architect that works with us, but we tend to focus more on the interior architect side of things. Um, so we do tend to collaborate um, with architects and architectural companies. And I suppose we just come in as the interior um, branch of the, the project. Um, and we love to, to be in from the beginning and work closely with the architect and the rest of the team because I think that brings the best result. So that's generally how we approach larger scale projects. Yeah, because you're, you, you're, you're, you seem to be pretty involved in complete fit outs. 
Yes, we like to be, yeah. I suppose we like to be involved in all aspects down to, we would be very heavily involved in the joinery, the concepts for kitchens, doors, all elements, like all the hard finishes, like stone tiles, bathrooms. So yeah, definitely, I suppose we are definitely involved in the bones of the building. And I suppose it's it's important to get in a little bit earlier when you're doing that because it's hard to, and can be very costly if you come in too late on a project and you're trying to bring it back to somewhere that the client maybe thought it was going, but it's not going. It's better for everybody, I suppose, to know what the plan is and have the concept sort of, I suppose, we like to have a concept in place before we begin any work. Yep. We would um, sit down, have several meetings with clients, go through what their expectations are, if they have any any particular thing that they really, really want to have in the home, whether it be a cinema or a really nice kitchen, or they want to have a gorgeous bathroom. Like if we know in advance that they have a little wish list, we would try to make sure that that is delivered. Um, and that we we do think it's really important to have a concept at the beginning that everybody agrees upon, loves the aesthetic of, and we would have a lot of meetings about samples and textures well ahead of um, the beginning of the project and colors so that we can come back to that kind of concept the whole way through the project. And it kind of keeps people guided along the right path because it's very easy when you're in the middle of a project to kind of panic and pick something different or go off in a different direction. And the, the, the essence gets diluted. And then by the end, it doesn't reflect what you initially wanted. So we yeah. do try to keep it. So we're like, even for ourselves, we go back and look at mood boards, go back and look at samples all the time. And it keeps the vein of the, and the essence of the project strong the whole way through to the end. Yeah, and I think that's something a lot of people, until they get into renovating their own properties, like, you know, people not in the industry don't necessarily understand that interior designers are typically the ones who will help you optimize your shower versus your vanity and what storage you need in your vanity. Like your architect will design a beautiful overall layout, but they may not ask you how much storage do you need above your sink or under your sink and rejig that. And if those decisions aren't made with like materials and that aesthetic in mind, then, you know, you have pipes and, and, and things running in, in the wrong place. So completely agree. Exactly. And it's, and you ultimately, I'm sure all the architects involved and designers, everybody wants the best for the client and nobody wants a disappointed client at the end who has a pillar somewhere they didn't expect it or not being able to have their beautiful walk-in wardrobe or have, if it's an extra dishwasher somewhere or something that they had a wish on, it's important. How would you describe your, your own style? when people ask you? Um, I, I suppose I would say elegant. I definitely a little bit restrained, but I do love detailing and quality materials. So materiality is very important to me. I love, like, I love to use wood and stone anywhere. Even if it's a budget restriction, I still would say try and use natural materials where possible. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely love to use a lot of art. Um, and I suppose the best way to describe it. I also like to have a bit of fun as well. I like to have a little bit of something unexpected. So whether that is to bring in some antiques or to bring in color and definitely 
yeah, I do think it's nice to have little areas that might reveal themselves or little vignettes here and there that just bring a bit of joy to a place that it's not so, like sometimes you can have a very considered interior, but it can be kind of boring. So you kind yeah. of, it's, it's lovely to have a little bit of play, whether that's through art, through textures. Um, and also we really do try and lean into the client and see what their personality is because you it's all there. So if you're listening to your client, you'll find a way of, you know, bringing that to the fore. And I think it's really important to try and not overly push anything onto a client. And um, we really do try and listen and take on board you know like because sometimes they'll say something and it, in passing but that could be the little nugget that creates something magic later on you know so I do think it's important to and I think clients should as much as possible not be afraid to share things I think sometimes clients are afraid they might be saying something wrong or that they're not you know educated enough about some kind of style and they sort of tend to keep quiet and then at the end oh that's not what I wanted do try and like nothing you're never gonna I would never consider anything that anybody has to bring to the table I would never I would always just say it and you know whatever because maybe there's a reason we're not going down that road or maybe we should be going down that road and you go actually that's a really good idea so I definitely do think I love to have the interaction with the client and I like I love them being involved I think it's great and I think you your project is always more rich for it in the end Maybe a lot of people wouldn't agree with me. They'd be like, nope. <laughs> no, but I think that's, that is what makes, um, like even just looking at your grid right now, you, there's three different kitchens that I'm looking at and they're, they're very different. They're all beautiful in their own way. And they do have that DNA uh, of your brand, but y- you can tell, you know, they haven't been copy and pasted. And I think a lot of people are afraid, um, both on the design side and the client side of doing something different. So they go with like, oh, I saw that on that influencer's Instagram. I love that shaker kitchen with the cup handles and that's what I want. And so they kind of go for this pre-made style because they know that's going to be a sure win. Whereas- Safety. I think, yeah. Whereas I think sometimes in conversations with designers, like you said, they're, they've hired a designer because they're like, they're the expert. And so they're afraid to like say something that's wrong. I think clients often find it hard to find the language that we use. And so it's about like, okay, show me photos from Instagram. Tell me what you like and what you don't like and why. And really having those conversations, which I think you must be very good at having because <laughs> you pull out I, these nuggets. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, I mean, Instagram, while it's amazing and Pinterest is amazing, I think that there's almost like certain looks that trend and people. Mm like oh well maybe that is what I should be doing because it's everywhere and everybody seems to be doing it and they must be right but I think we would encourage people to look at even fashion magazines and Mm -hmm. other areas like so like even if they like like if it was a Vogue and they loved the cover because it had chocolates and creams or cashmere on and it's like oh my god I love this color that in itself is as important as any Pinterest image Mm -hmm. because it's more about the personality of the person so like creativity can come from anywhere whether it's a yeah. fashion magazine whether it's a, a, a little a, maybe a little piece of artwork that someone has found that they loved and they said I really like to incorporate this and you can pull so much from that so it is a very creative process well that's definitely how we like to approach it we're definitely more creative in how we approach and look at projects and um, overall because I think there's they have a little bit more to them 
and uniqueness, perhaps. Yeah, I think anyone hiring an interior designer has an aesthetic and has taste. And I completely agree with your approach of looking into other creative realms. Like when I, early on in my career, when I was like freelancing a little bit for friends and family, my challenge for them would be create a Pinterest board and pin things you're aesthetically drawn to, but not interiors. Yes. So it can be movies you like, it can be yes. bands you like, restaurants, hotels, anything, because that'll tell you so much when it all comes together. And I remember one of my good friends had like the Golden Girls and the Rocky Horror Picture Show and like botanical Victorian prints. And there were like these rusts and these greens. And I was like, oh my God, that's your aesthetic? Like, I would not have known that, you know, mm -hmm. just from, and yeah. she's a really good friend. So yeah. it, it was so interesting because people have that language when it comes to other spheres that they may be more familiar yes, with. Yes, because they're more developed in it and more confident in it. So yeah. even it's like sometimes it's like anything. It's um, like we've de dealt with a lot of clients that are have music or they work with within the music industry and they have other requests. Like so it could even be you have to evolve on every project and learn on every project, whether it's sound light for other people um yeah so you you're always learning and I think you have to adapt to your clients and their needs so nothing is there's no kind of one size fits all it's kind of you know it's it's definitely a, a moving <laughs> feast all the time and uh okay so I want to jump into some of the projects that you've been posting about recently so there's your Georgian beauty project Yes. Uh, which I know has been featured in a few places as it's um, the fabulous jewelry designer and entrepreneur Chupi's house. Um, you have the really elegant um, refurbishment of your fisherman's cottage and your Sandy Mount residence. And um, tell us a little bit more about these three projects. Like when were they all finished? How they long did all, they take? They all, it was in total. Each one was probably almost a, they each of them has probably took the guts of a year mm -hmm. the all completely different um yeah. they're in their in the client requests so they were one I suppose for for Chupi she had with the Georgian beauty she had lived in a period home uh, prior and she mm -hmm. had done it up most of the work on it herself and she had leaned into kind of making it more she's trying to make be true to the period of the property I went with some deeper colors and more traditional elements within yeah. it and it just felt a bit she, she said it felt a little bit too grown up for um for them oh. as a family a young family and they had these darker holes and when she moved and purchased the um the Georgian house she wanted to totally shake that off and have a bright elegant I suppose home where they could have their raise their family and live I suppose in, in, in a, an environment that felt uplifting mm -hmm. so we had the challenge I suppose is that Chupi as being a jewelry designer her take on materiality is quite uh, unique so uh -huh. in terms of she had quite she had really um good and strong ideas about what she didn't want and what she did want and definitely gold was <laughs> top of the list so uh, gold was definitely priority 
Um, uh, and then also the property was very old. So we had to be really, really mindful of anything that we did, had to be very sympathetic and couldn't interfere with the, the actual structure and integrity of the building. So mm -hmm. we had to consider that a lot of our joinery elements were freestanding. Um, or that were away from the walls that you know anything we were doing was almost within the joinery and not interfering with the walls um so her brief when she first came to me was that she wanted light and airy kind of parisian vibes mm. um gold kitchen which was mm -hmm. an interesting one i've never done a gold kitchen and also she wanted to maybe bring in, because of her interest in all things rocks and diamonds and stones, um, having a natural stone was a very, very important to her as well. So we embarked on many brass gold painted samples. Um, and because I think of working with gold so much, the only element that seemed to match up or hold up was brass. So wow. So brass became the the winner, the clear winner. And then we um to complement that started to source stone. So we went to Miller Brothers and had um fabulous time down there trying to narrow down um a dramatic piece of marble to complement this gold kitchen. Um and I think the selection in the end was a black and white marble, which absolutely stunning. Um along with the eventual decision to go with unlacquered brass, which is probably wow. one of the bravest client decisions <laughs> because he knows unlacquered brass marks and scuffs. And yeah, it, it definitely is an element that is very, very, very beautiful. And over time, once you get over the initial marking, it kind of patinas out and becomes... Yeah gorgeous um finish so it's kind of it has to go from perfect to not so perfect to beautiful and that's kind of so but Tupi was confident and happy to do that and I think it has paid off and it is very her and you couldn't I couldn't imagine her with a not gold kitchen now <laughs> I think it's it's um, incredible so it's, so is it a sheet of it's it's brass clad Yes, you know, wow. Um, we I suppose we had to be very grid-like in our designing, um. So mm -hmm. we tried to keep everything very symmetrical, um, and it the, the the challenge of trying to hide everything within it and keeping it very clean and streamlined because putting any extra handles or detailing onto it would have taken away from yeah. how beautiful it was. Um, so we did walnut interiors, which again was a decision that myself and she'd be labored over because trying to get the right wood to complement that yeah. easy gone lighter, but the walnut just was that little bit richer and softer. The um, And then we did freestanding units into the alcoves, which yeah. are the walnut and they complement the brass and the black really beautifully. Wow, and there's no island. I'm just realizing that the no. other side of this run of units is the dining is the dining table. It's a really social kitchen, and I think wow, it's such a. I suppose the go to is kitchen and an island, and everybody wants a kitchen and an island. Yeah. and I think for this environment, having a dining table and having that sense of family and fun and spending 
time together and prepping together was important to Chupi and it really works. Like I can't explain it when you're in it. It just is really gorgeous environment. Also the decision to have the kitchen, I think on the middle floor of the Georgians, because a lot of people put the kitchens into basements. Pet I think it's a, it's an opportunity lost because yeah. to have that gorgeous height and the original yeah. um Fortunately, the house had been owned, family that had owned the house previously had lovingly kept it and all the the, the fireplaces and the mouldings were, were in very, very good condition, which meant that we were able to be very paired back in our approach to the cabinetry and the kitchen because all the, the glorious detail was there. So we were just kind of, you know, just putting You didn't need anything else, yeah. It could be really quite restrained. And I say that being quite restrained and it's a gold kitchen, it sounds kind of like a contradiction. <laughs> um, it is actually very restrained because when you actually see it even in the photographs, it's almost reflecting its environment. It, it reflects back. Yeah. Because of the walls and the ceilings and the lighting. So it's- I a, think if you do a kitchen in one of those reception rooms, it should look like furniture because a, yeah. a proper fitted kitchen look would not have- felt right in those rooms because that's not what they were for no and and there and and, I, like, and the whole point of this was to have a space that was comfortable and felt nice for a family to be able to entertain and play and when you're in the kitchen you can see the sitting room and there's very much that lovely flow and interaction between the two spaces which like that's what you want you want to be able to be yeah. around each other and enjoying um, think otherwise I think the whole concept of having a good room is very much gone like I don't I think all yeah. rooms should be used and they should be used often yeah and it, it mimics that open plan living because they're interconnected rooms and I love that like it's not all over the top yes it's a brass kitchen but like you said it's got no handles it's got the wear of the unlacquered brass the the marble has that like is it the Jurassic is it called like Jurassic leather finish something like that right we, had, we did look at a Jurassic but um, yeah this is um Rhino I think it's called Rhino quartzite yeah it's a really even though it's a natural stone it is incredibly hard wearing and um, functional so as a family they're in there they're baking they're cooking they're chopping they have a young child so. It had to be functional as well. And the stone turned out to be absolutely stellar, like amazing. Um, yeah, like it's gorgeous, but it has that like super honed matte and, look. Yeah, and very yeah. textured and rich and even like in its patterning and in its texture, very, very like the, the honed finish on it, just um, amazing. And I would recommend honing for most stones, especially in a kitchen. It just is... I suppose it shows up less less sins, <laughs> but it does um, give a lovely softness as opposed to a polished finish. I don't think yeah. we could even consider it a polished. No, finish. <laughs> I think that would have been yeah blinding with the with the brass. Yeah, <laughs> but and you can see the restraint. I'm just looking at the the photos that that you've sent me that I'm sure you're going to be putting even more on Instagram. The floors were you know you sanded them back to just kind of a very raw They're original. Finish. Yeah, they were the original yeah. floors and. I think while there is that thing of, oh, let's rip everything out and put all new in, there's something gorgeous about having the atmosphere of the building. And mm -hmm. especially when they were, they were in such great condition. Yeah. Uh, so 
And I know Tupi was keen to keep the old and keep the bones of the building. Um, she loved the the little bits of wear and tear in them. I think that's gorgeous. I mean, it's not for everybody. Some people would much prefer to put new floors or cover them over. But um, I think they brought a bit of charm to the whole thing. And I definitely think it adds to the personality of that it's not. I think having new floors against that would have been very, it would have been harsher. I think yeah and, and just looking overly new whereas I like that you've left the, the the floors kind of sanded back in this very light almost scandy tones and that contrasts with the walnuts and then you have a, a very simple clear glass globe like you could have gone with something like a, a statement piece but you didn't need to because you had a brass kitchen <laughs> no no brass kitchen kind of just covered everything it kind of covered yeah. all areas the um yeah because I think originally when I first went to see the property there was these massive really beautiful chandeliers and boat rooms but they were really really formal and yeah. it would have probably been just too um all consuming it would have changed the whole dynamic to have kept yeah. something like that. but I love that the fireplace and the gilt mirror those just look so at home uh, and it, and it, there's a really nice balance with the brass kitchen opposite it. It's like, well, of course that bit had to be brass. <laughs> yeah, it, it, when in doubt, gold. And question on the walls, because I didn't even notice the walls, but they do seem to be a soft white. Like what, how white is that white? What color is it? Because it really, it's, like a, it's, it's not too stark. It's not, it's a, it's, um, it's like an off white. Um, I think yeah. we, we were, it's called Grecian, mm -hmm. uh, right? So it has a, a sort of a very, like there's a touch of a clayness to it. So it's very, like what you'd see in an old Parisian apartment. That's slightly, yeah. it's not not new. It definitely feels like it's been around for a little bit, but it had a warmth to it, and we were able to color drench. So we were able to bring it up over all of the cornicing and moldings and the crown moldings. And down and we put it on the doors and the skirting and it just created a beautiful backdrop for everything else to just sort of sit against and I think Chupi having had the experience of having the darker colours in her previous home I think she was ready for to embrace sort of a brighter aesthetic. Yeah I love it and I think you know as you share more photos of this project people will be able to see how the same approach you've taken to the kitchen is the approach throughout the house like there's not a lot of fitted joinery um there's a lot of play there's a lot of like just beautiful standalone pieces like it's very adorned but not in a stuffy way no um, no and, and I yeah it's very I think also again it comes back to the client and reading the client and who the client is and trying to embrace that and bring that through in the aesthetic um and if and then the point is I think that you'd be very comfortable with that and her merging with so my ideas and then her aesthetic and the whole thing coming together it just set very very nicely so I think it's just I think it is that sense it is a sort of a duty of care you're kind of like do you like this are we good with this less yeah. or less yeah and I, I think um and you get there in the end and it, it has I mean I think it's the richer for it for sure so you, she challenged you and you challenged her <laughs> everybody <I love> <laughs> In a good way, always in a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And now um, this brings me to a very different project. So you did your Sandy Mount residence and I know we were chatting a little bit before we hit record and you were telling me that this is a terraced 
1950s house, but on the inside, it's a whole other story. And this is also for a young family, but we end up with a very different result. So tell us a little bit more about how you tailored this, not only to the client, but also the architecture at the end of the day to create this, this very different home. So this home, I suppose the client, um, the client knew, the client had a couple of things on their wish list. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with the fact they had a young family. They were looking for practical solutions to everyday life. So coming in with prams and lots of coats and school bags and all the stuff that goes with mm -hmm. it. And, and also the challenges of um, trying to renovate, trying to have the right location for your family and support. So mm -hmm. I think this family could have probably perhaps bought a bigger house, maybe further out, um, but they wanted to stay local to family and friends and I think, and to work. Um, I think having that support network around you is very important, especially when you have young families. And it was to try and make this property, which was initially quite small to the front, um, extend it and create a really comfortable family home that was going to be able to transition over time with the family so at the moment the children are quite young so we needed lots of uh, breakout areas and space for play and little nooks for them to go into and then also the opportunity that in the future these certain areas could be turned into snugs or dens for teenagers or you know things like that so we um, focused quite heavily on I suppose they wanted to be able to try and keep some form of order in the chaos by having a lot of built-in furniture that could definitely have room to put toys away. Um, and also, you know, they have bottles and baby maker and different things. So they needed to actually, much as they need them at hand, you don't want to be looking at them all the time. So yeah. we concentrated a lot on the joinery in the kitchen and the functionality. They also had a request. They didn't want to have anything on the island. They just wanted a big, big old island for entertaining family and friends. And they didn't want a sink or a hob. And I mm. suppose I'm so used to having like the hob and then the sink opposite just for functionality. Yeah. And I think myself and the kitchen designer kept on coming back to them going, are you sure? Are you mm -hmm. sure? Are you really sure? And they were like, we're sure. And so we ended up with the hob and the cooker kind of on the back wall with the with the um with the sink so it's almost like a galley to the back of the kitchen yeah yeah leaving the island free to do homework to have um i suppose do al fresco have all the kind of put food out and uh, and eat and enjoy or uh, have sort of fun around the island as opposed to having it as a an area with a big sink that looked dirty and then we had very functional coming into the house. We, the client wanted to have a boot room and a laundry because it was kind of offload. And then as you come through, mm -hmm. there's a, a gorgeous relationship between the boot room and then into the utility and um, everything customized for the client. So we had washer dryer and lots of hanging and stuff for drying clothes um, and then storage in the little boot room for kitties coats bags and somewhere to put the pram when you came in where is that concealed because there's the paneled white hallway it's in the little green area off it this little tiled area oh. so oh. we have a bench so you can come in take your shoes off and we have cute little lamps and stuff so we made it like we wanted to make it aesthetically really pretty so we have little lamps on the wall and lovely um 
bench and cushions and then you come into even the laundry room is actually really pretty because we did tongue and groove paneling and mm -hmm. a really pretty tile on the floor so everywhere even though it's functional it's a really pretty to and, and aesthetically pleasing to be in <laughs> so it doesn't look so utilitarian yeah um, okay I see it it's these sage green wardrobes I'm looking at the video that you, you produced of the project so does that space take the front, the little, the front room yeah. off the hallway? Yeah. Wow. Whereas so a lot of people it like. It runs along the side of the house and sort of, so you yeah. come in there, offload, and then you can come in through the back into the kitchen. Um, the kitchen was um, really, the architect had put in skylights and I, which was genius in the sense that it just brought, it's just so light filled. And the very, very tall windows that lead onto the garden. So the kitchen is just drenched in light. It's absolutely gorgeous. And we did a really rich, warm, wide plank flooring in oak. Um, and then we kind of, again, leaned into the warmth and we did chocolate island with a marble top and handmade wobbly tiles for, you know, texture. Um, yeah, and all the elements are warm, like it's brass and... Our wall lights are alabaster and brass and there's lots of mouldings and the client absolutely adored um, joinery and even just custom stuff. So we did a lot of handmade, you know, we did a lot of mouldings. We did beautiful doors, which again had gorgeous detailing and we did extra high, made them extra high. So again, it just like when you walk from the hall into the kitchen, it immediately it was like very uplifting that even the door was big. So everything just felt mm. So this is the main extension area is this kitchen dining space. Yeah. So it's 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 where most of the living um happens and fun I guess um for them they have breakout little areas that they can sit down to take time out and chill out but then they have a big they have said they had um they love to entertain family and friends so we have a large dining table there's loads of space around the table it was important that we had I think it's important to have at least a meter meter five either side wow of yeah it looks huge it doesn't it, look like a terraced home huge. extension yeah it's it actually <laughs> means it's just so much more functional and fun I think because you'll end up having a situation where you can be quite comfortably preparing food or entertaining people and then there's still room for play all behind you you know and where is the kind of tv den in the darker oh. green Oh, the little, the little snug. That's more to the yeah. front of the house. And okay. um, apparently that's getting used quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we went real moody. That was, um, yeah, we had a, one with the, her, the client's husband wanted a one room that was moody and deep. So we, we went as dark as we could. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous green. Yeah. I think it's nice to have little to change the, um, it's definitely in the color palette. It's just like a deeper tone of what we've used everywhere else. So we kept yep. the whole palette is quite green based and earthy tones like browns, no gray, kept everything. Mm -hmm. So it is very, the house almost is almost like when you walk into it, there's a real hominess about it. Like it just feels very inviting. It's beautiful. And I like the balance of like, you know, the, the dining area is very contemporary and Scandinavian. Yes. But yeah. the kitchen has, like you said, it has beautiful cornicing detail on the joinery where it meets the ceiling um, and the details on all the doors and, and the, you know, the range. 
So you get a little bit of that traditional homey feeling, but it's yeah. so crisp and bright too. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's contemporary living and you don't want it yeah. contemporary living to be cold and harsh. I think it is nice to have a bit of detail or joinery, especially as a piece that can be brought in. It's beautiful to have a little bit of detailing on that, whether it is just like a nice shaker or a little bead. I think it adds an awful lot to warm up an interior because otherwise you end up with um, flat surfaces and flat surfaces just are after a while, they, they're very, they're just boring and you tire of them. Yeah, absolutely. You need color or texture or something. Or, yeah. yeah, like it has to be brass if it's going to be flat fronted. <laughs> or a bit of clay, yeah. A little bit of <laughs> art is really important as well. I think that having a bit of having art as well and having that again brings out the personality of the client and what they choose, I think, can be really interesting because even if the house is quite, um, quite muted in its palette, you can bring a lot of personality through art and what people choose is always very interesting. Yeah, that shot with the dining table and, and the, the large print is yeah. that like that is that a Pierre Frey it thing? is it's, it's, Gab yeah. it's Gabrielle and yeah. um yeah she's an amazing artist actually so yeah I think yeah it's and that's also like a bit of fun a bit of play <laughs> yeah and also some of the other elements may look more restrained but they've got three kids I'm sure the elements of play come in with everyone who's filling the house too yeah. so yes. you can see how like people should be really tailoring their design and sharing those requirements with their designers because it's like I need serenity so that all the madness and family can <laughs> spill yeah. over onto this island <laughs> but and also it is suppose it helps in decision making so even if like you might if you painted a hallway in this case we've actually paneled a hallway because it's going to be more hard wearing so if somebody yeah. bumps into it or scrapes against it it's going to hold yeah. up better than a wall so it is important as you said to share whatever it is you whatever's going to be happening needs to be shared <laughs> Yeah, and I think people need to be realistic because some people might look at the the Chupi house and be like, oh my God, like, that's so beautiful. But we have to be realistic of how we live. Like, my husband could not occupy a space like that. He would knock over a freestanding wardrobe somehow. Things would be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like your clients in the Sandy Mount house, like, she knew exactly what she needed so that she could have the family enjoyment time together so that she could hide away all the clutter so she's not stressed by that exactly and um and you just have to be really honest and not be ashamed of the way you live and your lifestyle because otherwise you're going to end up twisting yourself around an aesthetic that's not it's not going to work for you yeah and ultimately like your kitchen should be functional and it should work for you and your family and you need to be thinking about the morning time routine evening time routines and I think the more that you engage with your designer or your kitchen designer on that, the better the end result's going to be. Because somebody might be saying, oh, you need a big larger. And then maybe you don't ever have breakfast. Maybe yeah. you're the person that's out all the time. So it is interesting. The more you share about how you live, the better, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. So then that brings me to the third project that I wanted to talk about, which is your cottage project, which you posted about earlier in the year. And it doesn't look like a cottage at all. <laughs> no, I know. It's a deceptive cottage. Yeah. It's, it looks cottage. larger. But yeah, tell us about that. I know it's been featured recently in the Times on the, the, the weekend special. So tell us a little bit more about this home. And I think the brief is very unique. 
Yeah, so the client, I suppose, approached me with, it was an investment property. It had been um, lying vacant for a while and he bought it with the intention of renting it. Um, so that was very different. I've never been hired. Normally people hire me want to invest in their home and live in it. <laughs> but this was an interesting one. So we, yeah, I suppose, and his aesthetic, the way he wanted it to feel, he wanted it to be very much like a little haven away. Um, so the aesthetic was gonna be very bright and airy and sort of outside inside vibes as well because it, uh, the design was around a courtyard. It's um, extremely private. So it's like going into, like you open the front door and then once you're past that, you're into a whole nother little world because it's very self-contained um, and I guess definitely private. But his um, brief was to have a high-end rental so we um, set about trying to be sympathetic, I suppose, to the front half of the building, which was very uh, traditional. And mm -hmm. we um, sort of leaned into that, just went with it. And then the back of the building, because it's smaller being a cottage, I suppose with the architect, we, we tried to go vertical. So we got as much height as we could. Like we, we kept all the eaves open to create height and space. And we have skylights in all of the um the extension uh, parts so it's light drenched all the time um during the day which is really beautiful like it's very uplifting the palette again we went with a really soft warm palette really really pale floors um and we did we were put a lot of detail into moldings and paneling and bringing a lot of personality through sort of i suppose the wall finishes um and then we I think with the kitchen we were very understated with the kitchen we actually went quite quiet with the kitchen because again we didn't have a huge amount of space to do a big show-off kitchen mm. and it didn't feel right for the cottage because it, we needed something sweeter cuter so we kept it very understated we've used um a shaker door with some handmade tiles and we made it more about maybe the dining area aspect. So we had a beautiful round table uh, because we figured if it was going to be rented and as the project developed, we realized it was going to be rented more so to the film industry because mm. huge film industry um, down in Ardmore and a lot of clients would stay in Dalky. Yeah. So for short term rentals. So it was to be like a home away from home for these clients. So it needed to be beautiful, functional and gorgeous for short term. Um, and for that, so we had um, brought in, I suppose, elements that were fun. So we had a little bar and all the rooms within it were really sweet and pretty colours. And like we have our laundry rooms, all our functionality stuff behind the doors. But we wanted it to feel eclectic. So mm -hmm. Irish cottages or cottages or holiday homes in general tend to have a mix of a little bit of tradition, a little bit of mid-century and also comfort. So mm -hmm. everything was linen, a little bit of Soho house vibes with the furniture um, and very relaxed, like like your perfect holiday home. Um, we did tapestries that were onto Hessian, um, again, wow. to warmer brass and uh, bronze detailing to keep that same sort of vibe. Um, we, instead of putting in like crittle doors or modern doors, we put in French doors. 
So we had, I think, five in total that all opened out onto the courtyard. Um, lots of voils, like floaty fabrics. So that when the doors are open, you have that lovely sort of floaty outside, inside feel. Yeah, it has a coastal feel. You can from yeah. like the pale blues and the floatiness. I can see yeah. that. And where everywhere, every decision we made, we tried to do something handmade or something that felt artisan. So all the tiles, hand painted. Cabinetry again, we went with with really uh, we got gorgeous cabinetry made um, and customized for the building, which really I think added to it because we were able to make the most of these awkward little spaces mm. and customize the colors and finishes. Um, with the bedrooms, we kept them really really just clean and soft and textured just like we just sort of everybody wanted to be like a cloud that you wanted to dive into <laughs> so that yeah. was kind of aesthetic. so it's very soft um and lots of natural woods I suppose having what we lacked in width we kind of had in height so we did lean into mm. that with our lighting and the types of lighting we used so we had lots of pendants and kind of a, kind of eclectic feel to the lighting um, and the beams are beautiful. So did you did you open up the 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 attic space and the to the roof space or did it already have that? It was it was it was because it was a, a new add-on and um, that mm. I suppose that conversation was had very early on and definitely the architect wanted to keep it open and mm. it was definitely the right decision especially with the the skylights. And did you create that courtyard so did you create this like little corridor wraparound yes. extension to create yes. oh that's beautiful so the front yeah. part was a small cottage and then traditionally those co fishermen cottages would be like two or three rooms and that was it and then they'd have a little shed at the end for um for storing fuel or I suppose back in the day maybe a horse and trap or something mm -hmm. but um we sort of connected the old building to the back where and yeah like a sea and a wraps yeah, yeah, yeah. very very private so when you're in the little courtyard you're not overlooked nobody can see you so you have that sense of real privacy in in a village which is kind mm. of you know unusual so beautiful yeah. yeah and is the finish like is the front of the house stone yes oh gorgeous yeah yeah and at the back I'm trying to see is it you you did just like more like a crisp render we did we just did a yeah we did a painted render yeah mm -hmm. back with um with the french doors and there's a lot of exposed original wall so mm. we felt that we let that shine and let them we painted the building beautiful yeah so unique to to create something so beautiful for this know, market like, like the california <laughs> californians coming to exactly, <laughs> all the la heads coming in they seem to love it they they all um one 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 of the directors that came extended his stay we were getting concerned <laughs> we were like he's never gonna leave <laughs> but um oh. no i think it and, and definitely the feedback was that as a an, an environment to both work and live and bring families to it was definitely a plus for them because otherwise you're staying in a hotel which sounds yeah. amazing but when you have a young family or you want to just have a little bit of normal life because if you're away for six months like that's you want you'd kind of be really craving the opportunity to have mm. a different or 
you know, have family visit or, you know, it's important. And again, that really informs all the de design decisions. Like you said, with the, with the bedrooms, you kept it really simple. They look like hotel rooms because there's plenty of room for you to drop all your junk. There's not mm -hmm. too much in there. It's for you to fill really. Yes. Yeah. And the same with the, it's kind of a very blank palette. So nobody's overpowered by, because no, you can't decide what colors people are going to like. No, it's kind of, yeah. it's, it's being, um, it's being welcoming and soft without being, I think we brought, just brought it, tried to bring the personality in and all the textures and just even the fun of like the kind of space that it was outdoor, indoor. So it's a really, um, when you're in it, it, it's a very, because you can see in all like, through and into all the different areas yeah it, you feel very connected and it feels a lot bigger so it's a sort of a trick it's brilliant <laughs> yeah and it's all one floor yeah. and and it has a hallway that's very elegant like the um the parquet and it's like whitewashed oak mm -hmm. like and the paneling yeah, you're like mansion, whoa mansion, mansion we, uh, yeah mansion we, we put in there we just we it was a very long hallway and we were like if we put planks it was just gonna it just might have felt like a bit of a runway yeah we decided to yeah we again it was like bringing in something cute because it was such yeah. a little place so the mansion weave um is just a gorgeous pattern and i think it, when you open the door it's unexpected and that's kind yeah of, it is you no know, it's it is yeah I mean, reserved for versailles but it seems to be working <laughs> it's a little cottage <laughs> yeah yeah and i think you want to bring in some of those elements because because you know maybe there's a lot of people who aren't irish staying here you want to appeal to like there's a quaintness, there's a tradition, there's an old world um, Charm. sophistication. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of and the, the, the requests from the, um, the people, locations people, to me, certainly in conversations, was that a lot of the actors or directors or producers coming over wanted to experience the culture. Yeah. And they wanted to be, I think... The idea of having the experience of living in a little cottage in a village was really something that appealed to them. So having it feel a little bit more traditional, maybe in its aesthetic, um, certainly was a plus. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for walking us through the, those three projects. I look forward to seeing everything you shared with me on your Instagram and your website soon, yeah, hopefully. I, uh, <laughs> I have, to, have to find the time to upload all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And um, tell me, what do you think, like, what are you seeing kind of in the Irish interiors world? What's something that you wish the everyday person sitting down to tackle their own restoration? What do you wish they, they knew or did or understood that you feel people aren't grasping? That I think that their own, um, I think they should embrace, like, not, not be so trend driven. I mm. think that is it's such a killer. I think that it's like depending on where like if you are in an older house explore the options and explore what people have done with houses similar um and don't be afraid to I suppose like we were discussing before if you're trying to brainstorm brainstorm in whatever way feels comfortable to you so whether it's fashion magazines or whether it's beautiful books or um I think build your aesthetic that way and then sort of because I suppose don't I suppose I would definitely say where you can use natural materials yeah always bring so much more I think joy to an, an interior environment um I think art is hugely underrated I think that it shows your personality 
I think that it can bring so much to an interior. And if you can't, I mean, even if you have very basic white walls, a gorgeous piece of art is going to do an awful lot. And I think it's something you can, and I definitely think that when you can, if you have an opportunity to invest in small pieces or little pieces, do. Because I think that you can take them anywhere with you. And Yeah. Uh, I they add think- so much character when you pick up little things like, yeah. uh, like I went to the RDS Antiques show and I picked up this print and it's a painting of the customs house and boats coming into Dublin. And, yeah. then, and, and it was so random and I live in a new build, but I was like, yeah. I just love this. Yeah, and it's sitting under a photograph like from a, a ski slope in the 60s by Slim yeah. Aaron's. But I just love that contrast. I love that. I think I think juxtaposition is beautiful. I think to have a little bit of old and new is gorgeous. We just recently finished styling and finishing off a house where the client had, we had the most modern piece of art sitting across from the most beautifully exquisite old, really old mirror mm-hmm. that was so antiqued it was barely holding itself together. <laughs> yeah, they just looked amazing together. So yeah. I think, um, I think that thing, the fear of getting it wrong, don't be too afraid. Try it. Just try it. It might work. Yeah. You can evolve things over time. You'll make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but I think you can evolve it over time. And I think something you said there was something we didn't touch on too much, but I wanted to bring up. You, you, you said to if people are living in a certain style of property or a certain period property, to explore a little bit of what people have done with those homes. And I think that's a little bit of like self-education on the architectural side. Yeah. Because what you did on each of these projects was very appropriate to each of those properties. And what you did in one may not have worked. Like you wouldn't have put beams, like yeah. these old beams into the Sandy Mount property because it would have no. just been a little tweet. Yeah, <laughs> this looked like, what is she doing? <laughs> Why yeah. are these here? No, I think, and I, and I think that's all. I think educating yourself with, and it's it's all there for us. So I think looking at... um. Yeah, definitely looking. And there's so many great programs out now and the restoration ones and even just even look, even if the I mean, we might have a we're very strong in Georgian in this country, but I mean, yeah. Victorian, if you were to look up um, UK designers and yeah. even some American designers, the, the, I mean, the Victorian era was quite strong in those places. And Art Deco definitely like look at America, um, even look at Italy and France. Like, I mean, they had amazing um interiors for that period and you'd be amazed what might you might and what might inspire you whether it's a color or whether it's maybe you go on the hunt for a nice wall sconce or something and it's totally doable and it yeah brings, and I think bring an awful if you're there. if you're drawn to something that doesn't match your architecture I think you can create a version of it don't try to just drag it in yeah. um, but like try to blend it, it and in. understand yeah yeah, exactly. I think that's because you're encouraging people to tap into their own creativity, <clears throat> but to do so from a place where they understand their own home and also their own lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that is true. So I think that much as I think having a little bit of fun, I mean, if something doesn't work, you know it very fast. Like, <laughs> like and I've made this mistake myself, badly in love with a piece of furniture. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then you put it in and it's like the most uncomfortable chair in the entire <laughs> And you just will not give up on it. And eventually you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> yes, but, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. We've all some came of them are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of them are expensive mistakes, but some some things are just to be looked at and not saddened. And that's okay. <laughs> just to bring joy. Just to bring some joy to your home. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Poe, for walking us thank through you. your your three beautiful projects and well done. And um, I love to see some different things, some creative things and just not copy and paste designs um, yeah. in, in beautiful homes around the country. So thank you. Yeah. Um, lots more to come. So we have loads of cool ones now. So keep an Ooh. eye. Oh, can you give us like a, a little preview? What's something you're working on that's exciting? Yeah, we've we've some nice new ones for the new year. So we have coastal ones. So lots of seaside mm. stuff coming up um, with upside down houses. And yeah, so all sorts Ooh. of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And requests for color. So that'll be another 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 challenge. And it's, it's yeah, balance, right? Yeah, because these three homes have been quite restrained other than, you know, a few a few rooms. Yeah. Um, so that'll be great to see how you bring your, your DNA to those. And also, I suppose, the, the Chupi flagship store. Yes, yeah, that's all sort of started, but kicking off, I suppose, towards the end of next year. So that'll be exciting to share all that as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and um, can't Keep wait coming. to see more of what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Interiors Podcast. To learn more about our guests or anything we mentioned today, please refer back to the show notes. You can also follow along with us on Instagram at The Interiors Podcast or on my Instagram account, Tanya Neufeld Flanagan. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please subscribe, follow, leave a review, and share the podcast with friends and family. Thank you so much and see you here next time.